Hello everyone, Sarah Armstrong here, the stories in my head. Welcome back to the podcast. We are talking about, or I'm relating to you, a true story, something that really happened to me. It's called Pups, Politics, and Power. And we started it off last week, and I told you about the community of Shorter Alabama, where I used to live and how I got there. And they were going through a period of discernment, uh, Macon County, Alabama, where Shorter was, as whether or not to allow dog racing, that is greyhound racing. It was finally decided that uh, by a vote in the county, overwhelmingly, that they did want a greyhound racing track And the main reason was because the profits from that track were supposed to go to uh, the Macon County school system that was in dire need of some help. One of the biggest advocates for the track was the mayor of Tuskegee, Alabama, which is in Macon County, Johnny Ford. And he had even picked out an area just outside of his city limits where the dog track could be built. And once the referendum had passed, it was considered to pretty much be a done deal. What the referendum did is that it formed a a legislation was passed and it formed the Macon County Racing Commission. And the job of the Racing Commission was supposed to be to give out the contract to whoever was going to build the track and then to um, regulate everything that went along with the track. And every quarter they were going to be given a certain amount of money from the profits of the track and they were going to divide it up as had been laid out in um, in the legislation. And we'll get to that in a minute. But um, Johnny Ford was ecstatic when it was approved and everything was going well and he was going to sell electricity to the track and they were going to bring in hotels and all this business in Tuskegee and Macon County was going to just boom and blossom. The Macon County Racing Commission met and they decided that they would give the the, uh, contract to build the dog track which is called Victory Land to the Macon County Greyhound Park Incorporated. It was run by a man named Milton McGregor who was very well known in Alabama as a businessman, had been involved in building other uh, racetracks and it was no surprise that he got the contract. But what was a surprise was when Milton McGregor announced where he was going to build the dog track. He was going to build it, not in Tuskegee, but in a piece of land near the community of Shorter. This piece of land also bordered on I-85, just like the one in Tuskegee did, but it was in an unincorporated part of the county so that the taxes would be lower and they were right there next to the big power lines of Alabama Power and would not have to wait for Tuskegee to upgrade its power lines to prepare to 
supply them with electricity. Well, let me tell you, everybody was shocked, and especially Mayor Johnny Ford, because he had done so much to get this track built, and now it's going to be built somewhere else. And the effects on the community of Shorter were absolutely enormous. But before I go any further, there are two more pieces of information that I think you need to have. One has to do with my parents, and the other has to do with race relations in the community of Shorter. My parents moved to Shorter, Alabama from Chicago um, because they were, in the winters were getting too hard for them. And they had this opportunity to get this piece of land. My mother was born in Alabama. My father was from Mississippi. But it was going to just be a great, quiet little place for them to retire. I was overseas at the time, and they had lived there for a while. And I came back with my family. And then my husband died in a car accident. So I was living there with them with my two children. My mother had become very, very involved in the community, as was her way, and she had organized a senior citizens group. And they took little trips here and there, and they had social gatherings and got together. And she had even organized several bus trips for them to go to Florida because she found that many of the older residents particularly the older black residents, had never even seen the ocean. And that just wouldn't do for my mother. So the name of Sarah McWright, that's my mother's name, was well known without the, throughout the community. My father didn't get involved very much. He was just happy to, to be digging in his garden, and he had a few chickens that he, he took care of. And he sat out under the trees and watched the the traffic go by on the road, and there wasn't that much traffic either, but he was just retired and enjoying it. The other thing I want to talk about is the relationship between the races in, um, in Shorter. The black people and white people in Shorter had grown up together. They all knew each other. Some families had worked for some of the bigger landowners. They, they knew each other. But they didn't socialize. They didn't cross those lines. Uh, even the children, all the white children went to Macon Academy or some other private school. And the Macon County school system was just about entirely white. Uh, I'm sorry, was just about entirely black. White students at the private school, black students in the county schools. You knew the white people in the community. You would nod and speak when you met at the, gro at the grocery store, maybe, or, or at the post office. But there wasn't a lot of social interaction at all. You'd meet them at the polling places when you went to vote, but that was about it. So with that kind of background, now let's talk about what had happened to the community of Shorter. This kind of quiet, wide spot in the road suddenly was the focus of intense activity. They were going to um, build this multi-million dollar dog track right in Shorter. 
There were truckloads of building equipment coming, excavators, surveyors on the road. Um, this was going to be big business, and we saw limousines coming with shaded in windows. I mean, it was really quite remarkable, the absolute change that was going on. But for Shorter, in many ways, it was, it was very unsettling. There were people looking to buy land where they could uh, house their dogs because there have to be dogs at the dog racing track. And there wasn't enough to be enough room in the track for all the dogs. So they were looking for places to rent or to buy or land that was available where they could keep their dogs. Um, everybody was interested in building a hotel, a truck stop. There were going to be little booths that were going to sell tip sheets. It's kind of the dog racing version of um, of of the horse racing sheets that you would use to track winners and losers and so forth. They did the same thing. Racing forms, word I couldn't think of. The racing forms they use for horses, horse races, and these were going to be for the dogs. So everybody wanted to build something. Now, because this was in an unincorporated area of the county, it was the county folks, the county officials who were going to decide who got a license and who didn't. And basically, they didn't care. They were in it for the money. So you had the county officials, the members of the racing commission, the officials of the city of Tuskegee, all in this together with Milton McGregor and the dog track people. It was one great big pork barrel, one big pie that was going to be cut up between all of them. In fact, even some of the county officials had been given jobs <laughs> at the dog track which was, I think, a conflict of interest. Also, some of the county officials involved in making decisions about the dog track were investors in the dog track. Massive conflicts of interest. So what was Shorter going to do? How was Shorter going to protect itself from this great influx of business and and outside influences, they had to do something. So a group of citizens got together and they formed what was called the West Macon Improvement Association. The idea was that they were to get together and they were going to talk about what could possibly be done. And in doing this, those lines of race kind of broke down for the purpose of this particular project. West Macon Improvement Association had black and white working together, trying to preserve some degree of quiet and calm in the community of Shorter. My mother's name, of course, came up as someone who was a leader in the community. So she got invited to meetings of the Macon County West Macon Improvement Association. My mother doesn't drive. 
So because she didn't drive, somebody had to take her. My father was not at all interested in going. That left me. So I was the one who was going to drive her to these meetings. And it was fine with me. I, I thought it would be interesting to see what they were going to do. And of course, I had children in the Macon County schools. So I was interested too in, in seeing how the dog track would operate and how much money would go to eat, you know, to the schools and everything. But we'll get to some of that later on. So the West Macon Improvement Association was formed and began to meet. Just for a moment, let me take you back to something I said in the first episode about the profits from the dog track. One of the selling points for this dog track had been everybody say, or those who were for it, saying that 50% of the profits were going to go to the school system. Now, I, that's not true. 50% of the profit was not going to go, <laughs> was not going to go to the schools. And once the legislation was passed and the Racing Commission was formed, the true amount that was going to go to the schools was revealed. And uh, I'm going to try and make this as simple as I can. They looked at the profits of the dog track as what money was made from betting. That's what they were talking about. Now the parking fees, the sale of food and alcohol, that was a separate thing. But the part that was going to go to the county came from this, where they were betting on the dogs. 18% of the money that was collected in bets was given to Milton McGregor and his group as profit. Of that 18%, McGregor would give 4% to the county. 4% was going to the county. The other money, 70-some percent, was kept in this pool of money that was used to pay off people who won at the dog track and also to pay the the dog track the dog owners their you know if you won you got a you got some of the purse of the the dog that won kind of like horse racing i guess okay so it's 4% of the profit that is going to the county. Are you with me? 4%. Now, take that 4% and cut off 51% of it. That's the amount that's going to the Macon County Board of Education. So kind of half of 4%, which is 2%, right? Now take that half and cut it in half again. Because one half of it went to the schools and half of it went toward improving salaries. So really, the school system was only getting about 1% of the profit. So we have 50% of the 4% left, right? Yes, because 50% went to the schools. That was divided up between 
county agencies, uh, the cities, the incorporated areas that were in Macon County got a piece of it. Uh, the city of, uh, I'm sorry, Tuskegee University got a part of the profits and various other community organizations divided up the rest of the pie. In other words, it wasn't a whole lot of money. It was a lot of money, but it was not nearly the amount of money they said it was going to be that was going to go to the school system. But that's what it was. So now the people of Shorter are saying, okay, it's here. There's nothing we can do about it. What are we going to do to protect ourselves? What can we do? After much discussion, it was decided that one thing you could do to protect yourself was for Shorter to be incorporated into a town. Because once you are a town, you can make your own zoning regulations. So we would be able to decide what businesses got licenses and where businesses could be placed. That's what zoning was about. Right now, that was in control of the county. They didn't care about zones. You want to build something anywhere, it's fine. Gear, go ahead. And, we, and that would have given the people of Shorter some control. Well, how do you go about making a town? I, that took a lot of research. It took a lot of work. But there was an, an agency that had been set up by the state of Alabama called the South Central Alabama Development Commission. And part of their job was to help communities with improvements and things they wanted to do. Sometimes it was applying for a grant uh, or applying for a loan. And we asked them to help us investigate the possibility of becoming a town. And they were of great, great help to us. And it didn't cost us anything. So how do you go about making a town? in Alabama in, what was this, 1983. Well, what you have to do is, first of all, you have to have a certain number of people, and of registered voters. That's really what it is. Okay, we, we kind of met that standard. But then those registered voters have to be distributed in a certain way. For every quarter-quarter section, which is a, a piece of land about 40 acres, so in every 40 acres that's in that town at the beginning to originate the town, there had to be three registered voters living on those 40 acres. And those 40-acre plots had to be contiguous. That is, they all had to touch each other. It had to be in a continuous line of land. So three registered voters in every 40-acre section, and then all of those 40-acre sections had to be contiguous, touching each other. Well, with the help of this commission, we were able to kind of see where people lived and whatnot and draw a map, and it was a weird-looking map, but it worked. There were contiguous quarters, quarter sections, and there were enough people in those sections that it, it was a possibility. Well, the next step now was to make sure that the people wanted a town. 
So we had to go get a petition signed by those voters who were going to be involved in becoming part of the town to say that they were willing to vote, to have this brought to a vote. And that those who would go and vote yes or no, it was going to be a town, would be those people who had been identified as registered voters living in those parts that would become part of the city of Shorter. So everybody was given um, a task to go out to contact people and to try and get signatures. Now remember, the county officials and the majority of the county officials are black. They don't want Shorter to be a town because that's stepping on their profits. If we're controlling the businesses in Shorter and being a town, it gives you all kinds of powers. You can, you can have a sales tax. There are all sorts of things you can do. They didn't want people organizing. They wanted to control everything and all the money that came from the dog track and anything associated with it. So they were not happy with this. One of the tactics they used to discourage people from signing up for this town to form was to say, look at this West Macon Improvement Association. Look at all the white people who are in there. These are the same people that we fought against to integrate the schools. These are the same people who didn't want segregation to go away. And now you're lining up with them. They don't mean you any good. They're doing this only for themselves. So those are the kinds of things we were running up against. You know, the dog track's going to be wonderful. You're all going to get jobs, and the white people are just trying to steal it from you. But there were many there who understood, no, but what I see happening to my community is not something I like. This is not something that's good. With just little stores and shacks and, and you know, kiosks going up all over the place, and we have nothing to say about what's happening in our own backyard. So our next stop, our next task was to go out and get the signatures we needed so it could be put on a ballot and voted for and we would start the formation of the town of Shorter. Once again, my mother doesn't drive. So the list she was given to go out and get signatures for, I had to drive her to go up to people's doors, knock on their doors, and ask them if they wanted to be a part of the town of Shorter and to explain to them how important it was that they do that because it was the only way they were going to control the growth and the invasion, and that's the only word I can use, the invasion of people for the dog from the dog track. But it was not as simple as it might sound. When we went out to try and get people to sign up, there were many people who were terrified of the county officials. They really believed that Johnny Ford and the other officials 
who worked for the county had power to do all sorts of things that they really didn't have power to do. There were people who believed and that they would lose their social security check if they signed it. And if Johnny Ford saw their signature on this document, that they were going to, uh, you know, it would, it would lose, they would lose something that they could take their benefits away, that they could come and take their houses. There was just this great fear generated that the county officials were so powerful they could do anything they wanted. And we would go door to door and try and explain to people why we were doing what we're doing. And they just, it was really very hard. Well, finally, Johnny Ford got wind of what was going on and he decided that he would come down to Shorter and hold a meeting with the community to kind of assuage people's fears and tell them they didn't need to be their own city. He was on their side and he, he made a very big error in judgment. He came down to Shorter to D.C. Wolf High School because the high school lunchroom was about the biggest meeting place we had. And he walked into the meeting surrounded by deputy sheriffs from Macon County. And the people who were there were going, why did he feel he had to have security to come down here if he's coming just to talk? We're not going to hurt him. Why did he come in like that? They were really highly insulted that he had done what he had done. And he stood up and he tried to tell them, uh, this is all wrong for you. And they were trying to tell him, but look what's happening. Look what's going on in our community. And he tried to say, well, if, if you'll just stop this whole incorporation stuff, I'll make sure that I send three or four buses down here every week to take the senior citizens shopping in Tuskegee. There was already one bus that did that. He was promising things like that. And he was saying, well, that's all well and fine, but, but look what's happening. Look at all the stuff that's going up. What are you going to do? And he tried his best to persuade people not to sign the petition. But the damage was done. And the fact that he had marched into there, surrounded by bodyguards, as though he was going into a hostile environment, and that somebody was going to hurt him. He'd been down to Shorter before. Nobody was out to hurt him. It did him more harm than good. And I think that meeting pushed some people over into saying, I don't think the county officials or the Tuskegee officials have our best interest at heart. And we were able to get those signatures that we needed so that the town of Shorter could go on a ballot and be voted for. But that's not the end of the story. In fact, it's only the beginning. So please come back next week 
for part three of um, Pups, Politics, and Power. And we see how the town of Shorter came to be. Thanks for listening. Bye.